This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions. Hello and welcome to Inside Marketing. Today we are talking about 5G and how it's going to revolutionise our industry, but not just our industry, the marketing industry, lots of other industries. I'm joined in studio today by Ivan Eustace, who is Account Director in CARA. Welcome, Ivan. And I'm also joined by Paul Carton, who is Head of Consumer Brand at Vodafone. Welcome. Hello. So, Ivan, I'm going to kick off. You wrote an article in the Irish Times today around 5G. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of buzz about 5G. Seen, I've heard a lot of talk about it. And when I initially thought about this as a marketing trend, I didn't know how much was in it because 5G seems to be a thing that's going to transcend marketing. But you wrote a great article today. So we'll just kick off there and say how big, what are your top line thoughts on 5G and just how big a change is it? I suppose when I started researching 5G and all the other Gs, it's just language that you take for granted in society. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about 4G, but I realized that I had no idea what it meant. And I think most people don't know what it means. And G is generation. Mm-hmm. So this is the fifth generation of information being transmitted through waves. And the first generation actually goes back to telephone calls uh, mm-hmm. and connecting mobiles in the first place. And since then, 2G connected people via text message. 3G, Paul just described it as when you're out and about. 4G was really enabling smartphones. And 5G is taking that enabling of smartphones to the nth degree. So where we are is in a much, much faster place. I think as marketers, when we moved to 4G, we were still grappling with what smartphones meant for the industry. We didn't really know where they would go and how they would be used. And even still, we're not really sure. So things change with how we're using our phones all the time. With 5G, it's, we're kind of in that same place. We don't know how big this is going to be, yeah. but we do know that it's going to be a huge disruption to the industry. Yeah, and in the article, you talk about speed. And I think, and this might be a Dublin thing, um, and it's definitely unique to everyone's individual experience. But one of the, the key benefits is speed. And for some people, it may seem like fixing a problem that doesn't exist. So... 4G seems pretty fast to me. Um, mm-hmm. Paul, I might just talk to you here. Uh, you know, how much more faster are we talking about? You know, if, if I think it's already fast enough, just what are the capabilities in, in, on the Vodafone network? Yeah, I suppose 5G really has three dimensions to think about. And the first is speed. And I think if we look at 5G, it's going to be five times faster than a 4G plus network. And you might look at that and say things are fast enough already. But I think when we really started to look at it and we we started to think about where this could make a difference, we started to look at things like when you're at the airport about to get on a seven hour flight and you go, crap, I haven't downloaded anything to watch on Netflix. Yeah. At the moment, you could download an episode before your flight. With 5G, you could download five episodes in the same time it's going to take to download one. Okay. So it is a huge, huge difference in terms of your user experience. And I think what we're going to see because of that is an absolutely massive, massive demand for content that we're seeing today growing exponentially over the next few years. And I think Mm -hmm. as Vodafone, which was the first operator in Ireland to commercially launch 5G, was rolling out, we were really looking at where can we do this in a really impactful way, which is why we were one of the first to actually launch in the airport for that exact reason, Mm -hmm. that we know that this is a behavior that we see. I think the other areas of 5G that are particularly interesting are latency. So that is the amount of time it takes for 
one piece of information to get to another piece of information. Yeah. So if we look at that, that's going to actually be reduced by tenfold, which is okay. absolutely huge. So you might think at the moment, yeah, I can see when my delivery is going to arrive. I can see when my taxi is going to be here. And that's fine. But if we start to think of things like telemedicine, where you might have a specialist surgeon who's in the States being actually able to perform a surgery here in Ireland um, over 5G, that's when we can start to see how this is going to be really revolutionary for people's lives. And I think the last piece um, is the capacity. So that's going to increase by a thousand times what it is today. So it means it's not just connecting one device to another, it's actually starting to connect things. So there's three whole elements here that I think combine to show how massive 5G is going to be. Um, But it's when we look at them all together and not just think about the speed is where we're going to see the real, real difference. Yeah, and obviously we're trying to put a marketing lens on it, but but societally there's huge um, implications for for 5G and and it's incredible. Um, and what a lot of what we'll talk about feels like we're so far down in the in the kind of importance of of life. But um, there's a, a lot of things in there to unpack. One of the things in terms of Ivan, you talked about uh, for how we communicate and. A big advantage of 5G is going to be this kind of speed and latency of communication. So I know myself, even Skype and WhatsApp, they, they're fine calls and connectivity through that. They're fine, but they're a little bit kind of clunky. Um, but it's not just about speeding up that and making it a bit more seamless. There's huge potential in terms of like AR and, and kind of VR and that kind of stuff in terms of how we connect with people. Do you want to just touch on that? Yeah, I suppose the first thing to say about what Paul mentioned about those three things is When that happened the last time, that would have happened with 4G as well. What you can see from a consumer's perspective is that we're a whole lot less patient than we were before. We used to be willing to to wait for things, but now if there's a disconnection with where I'm seeing that Deliveroo rider versus where he actually is, that is very frustrating as a consumer. So from a brand's point of view, they'll have to quickly develop their technology to give a real-time picture of what's happening. And that will extend across everything. So in terms of how we communicate right now, if I'm on a Teams call or a Skype call and I'm doing video and it skips, it's one of the most frustrating things in in the world. But there's potential uh, and there's already startups and there's one in in Ireland that are already in the space is that you'll be able to actually have full collaborative meetings with people in remote locations and project yourself into that meeting room and actually work on a communal whiteboard, let's say, and brainstorm ideas and things like that, all enabled by this speed and this lack of latency. Yeah, um, that's obviously potentially very powerful. And we we talked about, I mentioned at the start, that 5G, I've heard a lot about it. And and something else in terms of trends that we've heard quite a lot about is the Internet of Things. It's been talked about quite a lot. Again, when I think about my home, I have quite a lot of devices connected to the cloud and connected to the internet. So it is probably bigger than, than I potentially thought it was. But really, 5G is going to supercharge this, Paul. Is it fair to say that that's a re- like the real kind of, we're going to see an explosion in, in, in the internet of things and how that really comes to life? Absolutely. I think if you look at the capacity that's available on the network to do really, really high powered, high processing demand requests, you are going to be able to really seamlessly connect every part of your home. And I think as that technology develops and as the user experience becomes better and more connected, so you don't have an individual smart light bulb that's not connected to your individual Mm -hmm. smart fridge and everything 
is seamlessly connected through your home assistant, you're going to see the demand for voice increase massively. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see it become quite normal, like it is today, to order your takeaway and expect to see where your driver is at any point, which 10 years ago... You would be sitting at home going, I think it was about 40 yeah. minutes ago I rang. I think they should be here soon. Uh, he's on the way. He's, he's coming around your corner now. He's not. Um, I think you are going to see people adopting this technology um, exponentially. And that's obviously going to give huge opportunities for marketers to think about new presences that they haven't been able to access before in consumers' lives. I think it's also going to put a great responsibility on marketers to make sure that we don't make the mistakes that we did of the early internet with really intrusive, annoying ads like interstitials, where we're essentially interrupting daily lives. Because while you might be more tolerant of that in a browser, you're certainly not going to be if you're sitting at home having a conversation about milk and then suddenly your smart speaker starts uh, blurting out an ad for your nearest uh, shop that sells milk. Yeah. So we're really going to have to make sure that we think very carefully about the user experience and tread carefully because we're we're coming into very private spaces for consumers mm-hmm. and uh, they're not going to tolerate interruptions. Yeah, and I I think the advertising industry has an appetite to to behave more responsibly. Um, and we're going to have to continue to do that. With all these devices connected, it's going to create much more data. And when we think about like, I mean, I don't know the amount of data. It's astonishing how much data we already have at the moment. And we think about the possibility of 5G fuel data and the increased number of devices connected at the time. That's kind of mind-blowing in terms of how much data we'll have. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ivan, you mentioned IKEA in your article as an example of a brand that's that's doing some interesting things. But what's the type of potential here that opens up in terms of the increased data footprint that 5G offers? Yeah, so I suppose in the case of IKEA, um, they are working on a, a solar project, which is to equip homes with solar panels. And in the case of having your own source of energy, you will be able to monitor that through uh, enabled by uh, 5G, and that data will then be f- fed into into um, possibly like a central repository owned by IKEA. And because they're trying to get as many homes as possible to have these solar panels, but as it's part of their sustainability metric, they will be able to see where there might be a sort of a deficiency in another home, or there might be and um, where there's a surplus in in one, and they will be able to route the power and energy that has been created in one solar panel back in to a home that's possibly without. And that's just one simple example of a, of a brand that's using uh, using it for sustainability. The, the amount of data that is going to be opened up to us is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably terrifying for a marketer because at the moment we're still grappling with the data that we have, mm-hmm. never mind adding uh, whole heaps of new data. Paul, do you want to add anything to that just in terms of the level of richness of data that might be available? Absolutely. I think what I certainly get excited about on a personal level, which is less so from a marketing perspective and more so from a societal perspective, is the data that's going to be able to be transmitted that's going to have a real impact on our daily lives. So, for Mm -hmm. instance... 5G is going to enable the capacity for a driverless car to actually communicate in real time with traffic lights. 
Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that the car is going to know that the traffic light's going to change without the need for any human intervention. Um, you think about it from a very Irish perspective around agriculture mm-hmm. and how important soil is. You know, we're working with farmers in the IFA across the country to really look at how can IoT actually help them yeah. to improve their yields throughout the year. So I think there's absolutely massive potential in terms of data to make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, and I think subsequently what that's going to mean for marketers is that we're going to have to be really careful about how we tread. I think we have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. That we've made some mistakes with data in the past. And I think we're going to have to really be very responsible about how can we use data in a way that truly creates value? Because I think we've kind of fooled ourselves with the value exchange uh, historically around content. But I think the type of data that will be available we have to a understand is it appropriate to use for marketing purposes, yeah, yeah. and if we are, if it is to be used, can we do that in a way that's going to bring value to the customer? There'll also be a need from a consumer perspective. I'm always shocked by how willing we are to give up our own identity, our own yeah, footprint, yeah, and at the moment we're doing that generally through a smartphone, maybe a smart device, and and a laptop, let's say. But when you connect your whole home, yeah. And your car and uh, whatever you want yourself, you're giving all of that data up to someone. And we need to educate consumers on that because it it will have a monumental effect on them in in the long run. Absolutely. And I think it, it puts an emphasis on us as marketers to rebuild trust. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's fair to say there's a crisis of trust in the world at the moment, driven by the internet in terms of fake news and misinformation. Um, I think what customers have seen in terms of how organizations have used their data, there's a real need for organizations to start now um, to engage with the customers, to educate them and also be really transparent and open and honest in terms of how data is used and what it's used for. Yeah, and and I guess great opportunities, responsibility required by everybody um, and also just the potential. Isn't it? I think we were quite lazy with data, it became remarketing. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, just do... A lot more interesting things. Um, technical question, the infrastructure capability may exist already, but if you if you think back a few years about HD ready TVs and you know things that are HD ready, that kind of thing, is are the handsets ready at the moment? Is this going to be how long is it going to take before the usage is kind of at, at, a, at a high enough level? Like is the phone I have in my pocket at the moment, an Apple phone 10, is that ready um, to connect or does it need new hardware? How does that work? So you will need a 5G enabled device. Um, currently, there are a number that are being ranged across Samsung and Huawei. Okay. Apple actually haven't launched their 5G enabled device yet. Um, but if we look back at 4G, it will take a number of years before okay. consumers um, are really feeling the everyday benefits of 5G, both from a network rollout perspective, but also from a handset perspective. Um, but what we have seen is that the experience that customers have when they can actually access the network and have the device, they are using it, which is really exciting. So it gives a good indication that we are actually going to see that adoption happen quite quickly when we have both the network and the devices there. And Vodafone are already rolling it out. So if you have the phone already, you, you are already getting this. In and five cities, yeah. Yeah, and apparently... I haven't actually used it myself yet, but apparently the speed is incredible. When, like once you are on it, you do yeah. see it's and feel noticeable. the difference. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one of the things, Paul, we chatted off air, you mentioned is, and I hadn't thought about this, was that the size, the, the processing power, um, which means it's going to it's, it's going to become much quicker, which means that more devices and smaller devices. So you, you, you talked about capability about when we talked about AR, about glasses and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I'm not a technical person. Can you just explain on, on how how that can, how that, not how it works, but just kind of the, the options, the opportunities that are now available in terms of devices with the yeah. increased technology? Well, I suppose if you think of the amount of capacity that's available in the 5G network, it's going to be able to move a lot of the processing power, which currently has to happen in the device for something like Mm AOR, to the cloud. And what that's going to enable is it's going to enable AOR to be a lot more places. So you can start to think about things like glass that it could be put in. You can start to think about windscreens. Um, And I think once that happens... It's really going to be an opportunity for consumers to have a much more immersive and interactive world. Um, I think that culture that Ivan spoke about around being impatient and that wanting it now is going to be a lot more easier because, yes, your smartphone will be at the heart of it, but you're also going to have a lot of other opportunities where you can engage as a consumer. And I think for brands, that opens up lots of potential. Um, But again, the same caveat applies of as it starts to move beyond the device, how are we going to start to think about this responsibly and how we come to life in those areas? Brown Thomas do their big unveil of their shop windows every and in Grafton Street. And it's mm. it's kind of a thing that you yeah. go in to see. Brands will have to up their game in, in that front. So like it will, it will give incredible visual experiences to people in store. And it could actually be the saving in many respects of the high street. In a, Absolutely. Like pull people back in. Yeah, that's Absolutely. a good point. Because yeah. I think what it can do, you know, we were discussing earlier around the potential, whether it's a rugby game that, you know, the Rugby World Cup final is happening and you could actually uh, use 5G technology to bring that to life through hologram in stadiums yeah. around the world. I think... Something that quite often gets discussed is, uh, does technology pull us apart or does it bring us together? And I think, yes, you can televise the match or you can stream it wherever you are, um, but it's quite an isolated experience, whereas actually what people love about big games is that they're going in, it's the live experience, it's going to the match. Something like 5G has the potential in the future to enable those experiences with those benefits that actually we sometimes miss today. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's nothing like being there for a live game. We know that, but unfortunately not everyone can be there and the cost of these things is quite prohibitive. So actually creating, it's not the same watching it on a, on a one-dimensional screen at mm-hmm. the moment, but that kind of immersive experience. And then when we look at some of the, the, the plans that Facebook have about how they'll kind of use VR and AR and social, you can imagine yeah. a world where you're connected in with friends in a much more immersive experience, but watching sporting events. So it's actually Absolutely. really, really interesting. Um we touched on this about as things get faster, our tolerance becomes less and we just expect we expect everything to be seamless and quick. And, and there's no doubt that 5G is going to supercharge that. This, I have a question for you. In terms of client websites at the moment, um, a lot of clients maybe don't have that rich video on sites or they don't have a huge amount of really high uh, quality imagery because it may slow down site speed, that kind of thing. With 5G, are we going to see everyone have to say, well, my website is so kind of pre-5G, I'm going to have to invest a huge amount in video content to, to really make that user experience on online a lot better. A client's going to have to up their game. I wonder if you'd need to have 
two tiers of websites. So there's one that if you're coming to it from a 4G connection, mm-hmm. that you have a experience that is representative of the speed at which you can actually access it. And then also the 5G version of the site that does have that supercharged feel to it. But ultimately, it depends on what your site is for. So mm-hmm. if it's if it's an e-commerce site, what you need to make sure is that the flow of it is really simple, that pages load quickly. Those fundamentals probably won't change, certainly in the in the near term. So, But what we do see with a lot of clients is that they haven't maybe gotten themselves up to speed with their site as it is currently. And what we would say to them is start doing the fundamentals and the basics really right. well now yeah. and be ready to adapt to that change in the future. And there's a lot in terms of trends for marketers. Paul, one of the things you talked about before, because gaming is massive and we, and we covered gaming, I think, last year in one of the yep. episodes of the podcast. Um, how does 5G affect gaming? Because gaming is already huge and it's growing. So how, mm-hmm. how does 5G impact that? So I think the single biggest benefit is, again, going to be the latency. So Vodafone actually partners with one of the largest esports organizers in the world. And 5G is really going to change the game when it comes to real-time multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. So I actually met some of the contestants and it's crazy. The guys actually do exercises for the thumbs (laughs) to be the fastest. (laughs) So they want to uh, make sure they get the edge. And actually, 5G is going to ensure that that low latency, it's really going to help be an advantage for gamers who are Mm. in the real-time environment. So last year, we actually ran the first ever um, 5G tournament for mobile gamers with ESL. And I think that they really are seeing this as an opportunity to have competitive advantage for themselves as gamers. Yeah. And also that example that you were talking about earlier in terms of... uh, Vodafone's purpose in helping people achieve their vision, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Would you speak about that as well? Yeah, I think we did. Um, Vodafone Romania did a really, really lovely piece of work where they looked at how could 5G technology help someone to overcome one of their challenges? And uh, they found a young boy who played the guitar who was too nervous to actually get on stage right. and to play as part of his band. Um, but with 5G, they were actually able to create a 5G hologram that allowed him to play live on stage uh, with a band as a hologram. And it actually gave him so much confidence that he ended up coming out and uh, joining the rest of the band on stage after it, which was absolutely amazing. But I do think that idea of looking at how connectivity can help improve lives and how we can connect for a better future is something that's really important to us. And I think as we've looked at the 5G rollout, we've really looked at how can we work with companies who are really going to have an impact? So when we launched, we actually launched in the Assert Centre for Telemedicine and Training in UCC. And that was one okay, of the first yeah. businesses that we had uh, connected. They're actually the only medical training center, telemedicine uh, training centre in the world that's connected with 5G. Um, we've also been working with the Nova Institute in UCD, where we have a 5G accelerator programme. So we work with companies who have businesses that really can use 5G um, to help supercharge both their businesses and customers' lives. And I think for us, there really is such a massive opportunity with 5G to help focus on what we can do to create a better society for us all. But that's something that's really, really exciting. Yeah, that's very powerful. Um, and that's a great example of that kid. I see an ad somewhere in the future, maybe an ad being done. Yeah. It's a great ad, actually. Yeah, it really would. Because um, I think sometimes technology you know, the capability, it's a hardware thing. And I think bringing mm-hmm. it, well, when you think about some of the, the really powerful things that it can do, it's game changing. 
Ivan, in terms of media consumption, there's obviously there's going to be much more demand for video content because you can download more things. And I think a lot of people probably are reluctant to stream depending on what, what kind of plan they have. But do you think you're going to see a, a sharp increase in the amount of video consumed, at, particularly outside of home now with the 5G network? Yeah, it'll, it'll just be huge. You know, even if you get on the dart now, let's say people are looking at their phone, streaming Netflix all the, all the way home. So I think that's just going to proliferate. I think it's probably the technologies that are emerging in terms of AOR and VOR. That's, that's where we'll really start to see people's habits shift. So Google Glass that was brought out a few years ago just seemed almost ludicrous at the time. And why would I ever use that? But now if you don't have that latency and if you have the bandwidth to support it, if I'm using Google Glass, I'm going to have a very different experience. So what you might see is people on the dart wearing that, interacting with people in a very different way. Because you could have, let's say, um, a phone call with your mum who lives on the other side of the world. Yeah all projected through the Google Glass. So you're getting the mm-hmm. full experience of her being right there in front of you, but you'll be in the dart. Which actually brings up a sort of an interesting disconnection where we'll be able to connect people who are far away from each other, yeah. but there might also be screens being put up between people who are next to each other on the dart. So there's mm-hmm. all of these sort of social and cultural things we have to consider. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's hugely exciting. So I think Kara is signaling to say that we're running out of time. So, guys, thank you a million for coming in. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, thank Paul. You. Thanks so much. And Paul, if anyone wants to find out even businesses what to you know how they can how five G can help improve their working and connectivity, where can they find out any more from Vodafone? So they can definitely get in touch with uh, either in store or on our website. Cool. Excellent. Okay, guys, thanks for coming in. Until next week. And thanks to Kira on sound and Andrea. And also thanks to our partners in the Irish Times Media Solutions. Thank you. This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.